can show that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody, nobody listening. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. I'm your host, Abdullah Ma'awali, back with another episode. Uh, today we got a guest that I'm guessing none of you guessed that we're going to get. And that is Mr. Ma'awi Al-Rawahi. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, my friend. I'm happy to be again here in the Ministry of Information. I had three radio programs. This is officially my first English interview. So Ever? Yes, ever. So until I get my gears running, I want to start with an apology to everyone that if you find, if you find, found, find one of mm-hmm. them stuttering, then it's because of my lack of eloquency. And practice? Yeah, and practice. No, it's a lack of eloquency. <laughs> you know, like when I speak, it's like you're reading a page from Google Translate. So bear with me, please, dear audience. Thank you for listening. This is Oman Radio. Oman FM. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This is Oman FM. 90.4. 90. what? 90.4. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is Oman, Re- Oman, Oman FM. Uh, Oman FM, yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. This is Oman FM. 19.4. 90. 90. 19, 19.90? Not 19, 90.4. 90.4. I love that this is how this conversation has begun. And hopefully it lasts this way for a long time. I need another uh, Spanish latte. Thank you for listening. This is Oman FM 90.4. I think um, I've reached a milestone in my career just now. I mean, this is your first English interview. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we've had the interview. I can take it as one of my uh, accomplishments, interviewing uh, the man Ma'awi al-Rawahi. Well, thank you for saying that. And this means that you have a big chance to be an entrepreneur because you are a risk taker. (laughs) So I hope that you become a big businessman after uh, the radio career. Inshallah, I could use some money because a lot of people don't know this, but there's no money in radio. (laughs) Sahayoub. Ayub is sitting well, there behind the glass. I, I, I'll have to disagree with you on this point because mm. this is a stereotypical opinion everyone has, have, has. Yeah, ha- has. Yeah. Everyone has uh, related to public forums. And it's somehow, it's like a shame that you try to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So there is an impression that everyone in a public forum should benefit from it outside looking for privileges. But actually, after an experience, it's my career now. Um, um, I, I, I never thought that I would say this sentence mm-hmm. that I became a businessman. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like a freelancer. I make my money out of ads. Which you, something you've been experimenting with, I'd say, in the last couple of years. Yes, I have an experience of two years mm-hmm. making advertisement in, uh, you know, they call us... Well, they call a lot of us, you know, the celebrities of burger. Of, of burger? Yes, Mashahir al-Burger in but, Arabic. But you don't fall under that category? No, because I have an intellectual approach. Like, right, to burgers. Yeah, <laughs> well, to burgers, I have a big love, you know? You know, just like the two extremes of any idea, you have to have a bun on top and a bun in the bottom, and then you lie like a patty in the middle. And you're being eaten by the massive others, the other the others 
Yeah, the others. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a nightmare that you're living going through. I know, I'm imagining right now someone's driving in the expressway and they tuned in and they have no idea what they're listening to. Who is Ma'awi Rawahi? Honestly, I don't even know how to write an introduction for you. I would say, and for me personally, when I consume your content online, I view you as a thinker. Uh, and I, I, there's a few people that I follow who I consider thinkers. Thinkers that I follow are not people I necessarily agree with everything they say, but they stimulate they stimulate a part of my mind that I don't know. It gets me excited, and that's why I was very excited about this conversation. Is because you're an eccentric thinker. You're not. <laughs> you're an eccentric thinker with um, with a history. Um, you could be polarizing sometimes to people, although I view you as a very moderate uh, uh, when it comes to a lot of matters. How would you describe who Ma'awiyah is when someone asks you? Well, I can't. I will, I will go outside of my outside self. And I, people perceive me as one of Omani intellectuals. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I became by force because I had to. Why? You will be shocked when I tell you that my actual dream was to be a stand-up comedian. Actually, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I am that smart, you know. And uh, those are those were my decisions. So I've realized that there is a big barrier. The barrier is the social, uh, what you call it, social immunity cells or social mental immunity cells. If we if you want if you if you decide to formulate it this way you get the meaning it's a stupid way of formulating a sentence but again uh i don't consider myself a thinker i don't consider myself as a philosophy even user i don't consider myself that i came from a back i came from a literature background mm-hmm. i'm a poet Mm-hmm. So since this is my main definition, all the other stuff that I do, especially when I write, uh, especially in blogging, I try to fit into that criteria of the the stereotypical Omani intellectual writing in newspapers, and I presented three radio programs. But uh, then, what year was this? In two thousand and six. Okay. How, how old were you? I was sixteen years old. Oh. Good enough. Anyhow, <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, since 2006, I have discovered the world of blogging. Mm. And I went gambling all in, all my effort, all my power, everything that I had, every hope that I ever felt that this will be tomorrow. In what sense? That those platforms will actually Uh. create an equal of the establishments. And the problem with establishment, like... In addition. Yeah. Yeah. And the problem of of establishments, in addition to uh, it being controlled and um, censored... The establishments are also limited. So as a blogger, I felt like... Well, why don't I write a hundred paper in a blog? Right. So at that time, I was into like weird things like speed writing, speed reading, uh, photographic memory, and all those things that I thought will help me to to prevent myself from having a lazy brain. Mm. 
Is it that or is it to consume as much as you can? It's it's both of uh both of both of those both of those things. Yeah. Uh since I started blogging, I felt like I gave myself away. It's like it became my life. It mm-hmm. took over my life. And because at that time, no one was gambling on blogging. A lot of people perceive me as a very good blogger, but I wish this was the reality. Mm-hmm. Actually, I gambled more. I went all in. in When that you say table. gambling, can you define that a little bit? Because at that time, to give away the prestige of being a, a, a typical Omani uh, intellectual, yeah. And like one of the Omani writers described us, he said, hey, why do you care about bloggers? It's enough if you switch off the electricity and they disappear. Huh, who disappeared now? Okay. (laughs) Was that harsh? No, I think we're okay. Okay. So uh, I went all in, Mm. started writing. Then like in one year, I wrote 400 blogs and at that time i the first uh, culture that i met with is the english written blogs hmm. uh, blogspot i imagine yeah blog of course blogspot <laughs> right. everyone was a big fan of blogspot i was actually a blogger at that same time i was 16 yes but i i started blogging it wasn't very intellectual It was mostly like, ah, oh, I saw this cool thing somewhere. Here's a picture. It's, it's, this is the blessing of your generation, mm. you know? Because you at least you found uh, an independent, an, a forum that keeps you independent. Right. So this will help you in the later years. Mm. Uh, in my case, no, I came idealized, ideology. <laughs> Uh, idealized? I uh, know ideology. Ideologize. What's what's what's, what's the... uh, you idealized? Idealized. It no. depends on what you're trying. Ideology to say. from ideology. Ah, okay. So you, you adopted an ideology. Yes, I yeah. was like, I don't want to say brainwashed, but there was an ideal ideology that I felt it's right, and uh, right. I didn't. I I had some problems being dogmatic in some issues mm-hmm. and being controversial. I didn't belong to their thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm not a thinker. My biggest dream is just to raise the ceiling and to start speaking normally. Raise the ceiling of what? Of discourse, speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to, uh, there is like uh, an inner sensor in a lot of Omani writers and presenters and as they call them now, influencers. Okay. So, uh, I believe that there is a much bigger space that we can use, but yet somehow it interferes with our uh, benefits, social benefits, social privileges. And at that time, internet was a big question mark. How would everyone use it? Yeah, how will it uh, evolve? Exactly. Yeah. So in that early time of blogging and in Arabic, it was something... new and we just went out of the controlled forums and you know the the authority of what you call it mushrif the yeah the the, m- mod- the moderator, moderator. <laughs> yes and uh, yeah. like suddenly we have our own blog and there is no limit and we can publish twice a day and wow i can write seven hours a day Non-stop. 400 blogs in a year, that's more than a blog a day. Uh, if uh, I have now 
totally 2000 blogs in thousands of pages now it's being edited because it's not all good right. i had some periods where uh, can i talk about drug addiction on absolutely yeah. we actually had yesterday a guest dr hanan uh, Whelan, who okay. is um, a drug expert and we discussed um, just i wanted to understand what it meant to be a drug addict so perhaps we won't go into that much detail yeah uh, i want to i won't go into the substances it's, uh, but, but it's absolutely I, okay I, i'll talk about the effect yeah. on you uh, yeah. l- let me try my sense my inner sensor okay let's okay. try it so uh, just to finish the story mm. and since then for 16 years 18 years of my life i became a blogger now it's my full time job mm. And uh, I spent years doing it the right way. Uh, but in, I was dancing in the minefield. Minefield. I was dancing in the minefield and the minefield. So I like minefield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So eventually I made my mistake. And when I made my mistake, it wasn't just a mistake. It was a, cat- a catastrophic kamikaze uh, thing that I did to myself and I, 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 I destroyed myself intentionally. Let's, let's, let's take a moment to talk about what that thing was. Very briefly, for people who don't know anything about who Ma'awiyah is, what are we referring to here? I'm referring to the moment that I broke the rule. Mm-hmm. I'm referring to the moment that I stopped being impartial. Mm. So I had to be polarized. I'm I'm already polarized uh, mentally, you know. I suffer from a, a diagnosed mental illness in 2004, which is bipolar mood disorder. I always speak publicly about mental illness. Right. And I try to advocate the feeling or the... I try to advocate uh, that mental illness could be lived with Mm-hmm. but you don't have to push them very hard to be as normal as you. So if you are mentally ill, you might be creative, you might be a freelancer. If I'm a, pa- a part of your family, if I don't know how to deal with you, mm. let experts give you the advice because I'm mentally ill. It doesn't mean that I'm not logical. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm insane all my time. Right. I've been through insanity. I've lived through insanity. I have emphasized my already half insane being with drugs. Mm-hmm. I lived inside myself for years. Emphasized. I thought you would say drowned. No, because I, you know, insanity has a lot of forms. One of them is actually when you leave everything in reality and start living inside your mind. Mm-hmm. You don't care about anything because there is a universe inside you. And you just, if you can't live there forever and you don't care about anything. Life, job, social status, uh, even food, drinks, and adding drugs to that equation, it became difficult. Not for me. Mm. Through that time, I felt nothing is important in a nihilist state. And there is a part who is educated, logical, extremely analytical. It comes out from time to time. But again, I kept 
going through that cycle over and over again. The uh, cycle of? The cycle of episodes, not taking my medication, uh, using... Uh, substances. Using substances and... You, you, were you okay being in that state at that time? No, actually, I, I didn't... I, I, I call myself uh, Al-Muhadwin, which is... Yeah, let's try to translate yeah, that. Yeah, Al-Muhadwin, the word Hadayan means when you hallucinate. Mm. If it is it a verb? Yeah. Okay, and the word, uh, the, fo- the, 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 the phonetical shape of the word is like mudawana. Mm. So muhadwin, blogger, hallucinate, like, like the blucinate. You know, like it's a mixture <laughs> of two words and I don't want people to take me seriously. Yeah. I am not a philosopher. I belong to the language. I'm a poet. So I, I feel... I feel pleasure writing. I, w- I want to pause you here and excuse me for interrupting your, your chain of thought. It's okay. But I think this is a point I want to just stop for a moment because, yes, that's how I view you as well. In a sense, you are a master of tackling topics. And this is all my opinion. The, a master of tackling topics using the power of language and the Arabic language particularly. And so when we invited you on the show... Honestly, we did not think for one second that you're going to accept because in my mind as a person who's been following you, I see your power is in the use of your language. The fact that you have such a command of the Arabic language enables you to tackle a lot of these matters that might be sensitive in, 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 in our culture. So then I asked myself, remove the power of the Arabic language from this man. Why would he say yes to this interview? And yet... You said yes, and so why? <laughs> well, uh, are you not I, I, worried? I, I, no, actually, the English language is a part of my life too because it helps you to be more descriptive. You think so? Yes. Okay. And uh, it's another logic, another sense, another way of forming thoughts. It's a language. Mm-hmm. I still love it. In 2014, I've decided to stop educating myself from translated material. So I had to go through like a year and a half going through audiobooks, audible, uh, like trying to read nature Hmm. in English. Then I've realized that, uh, no, stop it. When I found that language pool that I can relate to and educate myself through it, since then, uh, English language became like, that friend that that silent friend that you talk to about general topics mm. but yet you can find some freedom in it because it's free by its nature in what sense it's the language of uh, it's not a strict uh, and it's vocabulary there, there is no there is there is no culture in speaking english like Uh, it, how to say it uh, mm. and give the mean, you know, kryptonite. It's my kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you don't have to follow a certain culture. Yes. Like Australian English, Canadian English, American English. Uh, Very different cultures. Yes. And English, mm-hmm. English, <laughs> English, 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 English. So I felt free uh, there. But uh, when, you, when you asked me to come here, I said, 
There is a first for everything. Uh, it's going on very well. Anna. You know, we we try to theorize why why did he say yes? I thought of all the different one of one of the things that I thought maybe he said yes because he identifies uh, oftentimes i've noticed you identify with the idea of uh, the ideas of absurdism or al-abathiyya exactly Arabic, right yeah. and the name of our show is ain't nobody listening inherently it's absurd you know so i thought okay maybe that's one theory that's <laughs> one of the main reasons because if you ask me to come here to be perceived as uh, an influencer and i have to mm. say like redundant ev Uh, something that everyone knows robotic yes exactly mm. i have to dance that dance you know i'll always do the opposite <laughs> i love that That's yeah what i will always do i'll here. always you know if, uh, i i'm i'm usually in what you call it jolly yeah okay yeah like i don't think take things seriously but i then i come as a pure mind like uh, an algorithm or a like a code in a computer and I would say things as logical as I can. Then when I go back to my Twitter account, mm-hmm. I start writing things as I see them in my mind. I want to ask you about this idea of absurdism because honestly, you you made me look deeper into this idea. And I realized after looking into it that I, f- I think I follow a lot of the principles, but I never labeled it. You know, I try not to do things seriously. I'm, I I might get in trouble by saying this, but I'll say it anyways. Don't. Um, it's it's some when it came to my motivations about why I even wanted to move into radio and even be a presenter. Yes, part of me saw a real value in it. Part of me, the other part of me, and you'll ask the people who are closest to me. I just thought it was so funny because I never pictured myself as a guy who sits in front of a microphone and talks to uh, people. And 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 the absurdity of this idea in my mind made me say, yes, this is ridiculous, of course. <laughs> uh, this is why I came up with the motto, which means life is about passing this time, simply. <laughs> like in Arabic, it comes as like, let's have fun time will happen let's have like life is not that absurd but let takes let take this absurdity mm-hmm. seriously yeah. so i hate to be taken seriously because i'm not a serious guy i would i would i would disagree with that actually can i push back on this point of absurdity because i i feel like i spent some time thinking about it i also feel because i saw it in me that it is a mechanism, a defense mechanism, a little bit. It's, Some... an, it's an adaptation mechanism. If mm. you took yourself seriously, uh, you will eventually end up, you know, feeding that ego and you will be like a copy of others. Right. That's why you should do things in a, in a, in a serious manner. Right. And you should consider them a funny matter. Yeah, but sometimes life gets very unfunny and it gets serious. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's when I went into my troubles with uh, that put me into cells. Yeah, the stem cells. Yeah, I wonder how much of this we can expand on. I mean, we can. Well, experiment. let's say it, let's you know let's go let's not go deep, but let's not go deep. It's yeah. it's uh, it's it's something public and mm-hmm. it's it's known. It's known. Yeah. I had to go th- to go through this clash because at that time I was so desperate and I needed 
to let go, like to get out of this pressure. It's a big pressure. And I was 25 when it happened. When you got incarcerated, in case for anyone who is not uh, aware of the situation. You know that you just came there just training your fingertips mm-hmm. and trying to improve your writing skills. You, you were thinking something, a way of how people would perceive an article. So I keep calling them, I'm Al-Muhadwin. I just hallucinate. I'm not an, I am not an ambassador of truth. Right. I, I have no relation with truth like i'm not your guy if you want the truth yeah like uh, yeah yeah go away read read someone else i'm, I'm not jam paul sartre or uh, just keep away of pressuring me so then what's the motivation if it's not the truth that you're seeking it's the it's, i'm a poet it's the way of describing the reality that i think about momentally It's like, you know, when you expand one metaphor of poetry, it ends up as a blog of 60 pages. Not for everyone. That's, I think, a very Ma'awiyah thing. I don't know, but (laughs) I think it could become for anyone if you just kept writing. Hmm. And if you, like, took the skill of writing fast, seriously. It's like I worked for some time in Oman newspaper. So I've realized that if if I started speaking, speed writing mm. this will give me more life to live because i'll finish my job in three two hours then i play you know at that time the very very improved flash games miniclip.com <laughs> okay uh, by the way uh, rest in peace internet explorer it just died last week officially thank god <laughs> thank god <laughs> Thank God, that's the happiest. I don't know. Yeah, I feel a little that, sad, man. To no, be honest yeah, with you, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Really, I'm happy. We had great memories together. Well, I hadn't. So with I, your I, flash games, I don't know. Even I, when the Google Chrome came, I felt liberated. You know, it. We were enslaved by Microsoft's uh, tendency to control our behavior. And yeah, Microsoft uh, Edge is so much better, of course. They don't do that at all. Uh, yeah. How old are you again? <laughs> 31. Oh, that's why. Okay. You say that as if we have a huge age difference. You're a young man yourself, as, as, although you like to think of yourself as an no, older I li- guy. I, you know, I like to act old. You know, it's funny. You think so? You have leverage on everything. You know? <laughs> like, you know, you can use those uh, factual uh, numbers to create an illusion of Of, entitlement (laughs) yeah we were speaking about this earlier you have a fantasy of just being this old man yeah and i immediately connected with that because i tell this to all the people i am in heart in my heart i'm I'm babu abdullah you know because we come from a swahili background it's definitely babu i wonder who are you in your babu in nepali means the small babu is Uh, no, in Swahili, it's the grandfather. The grandfather, okay. Yeah. Uh, Babu Bibi. Oh, yes, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I just got it. So well, you, it's are you Babu na- Ma'awiyah? What are you? Well, no. Uh, I'm ageless. I never changed since I was 22. The same behavior, the same absurdity, 
you know, the same, I never changed. I just changed my behavior and I'm the same. I, 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 now I don't take life for granted. Hmm. When I was 25, I lost everything because of a reason. I thought I'm entitled hmm. that everything I have is something I had. I, it's, it's, this it's is something my, you deserve. I, it's more than deserve. I'm entitled to everything that I had. I see. So I, I never thought it's a blessing. I never thought that when I meet people, I said, I read your article. It feels scary, you know? Mm. Uh, oh my God, I'm being taken seriously. By the way, I, I, I don't care about philosophy. Hey, hey, keep away of taking me seriously. Don't take me seriously. But eventually, when you write in a skilled manner, mm-hmm. You know, when you tackle language, as you said, you can tackle it from any position. Right. You can t- tackle it from any opinionated direction. Wherever you come from, you can tackle language. But this is me trying to put myself to put myself in everyone's shoes, everyone's mind. I at that time, it was a practice to create. A novelistic, I don't know how to say. Yeah, sure. Novelistic character. Mm-hmm. So I was into that training, and while everything happening outside, I came like I, I was a monk living in front of a keyboard, mm-hmm. and couldn't care less. I had a bad relationship with my father and my family. I was being consumed by the acid inside my heart. I was melting. I was uh, being eaten from inside. And Or did you carry hate? No, I carried resentment. Empty, emptiness, resentment, and pride. Mm. So I lost it. Totally lost it. And I got my punishment. I'm happy I got my punishment. You are? Yeah, I'm very happy. Why? Because... The way pain is one of the ways to redeem yourself, and instead it's and instead going through this process with self-inflicted pain, this will take a long time. So when it happens from the outside world, you realize that oh, that's pain. That's real pain, right? That's there. real pain. And if you are being unjust toward others, and if you especially like hurt someone mm. or harmed them or wrote a very harsh piece about them. Yeah. Then when I saw myself in that state, ah, uh, so that's how everyone else felt. That's the pain that they had to go through because of my mistakes. So I was enjoying, you know, the punishment of the guy I was. You And were enjoying. It's not enjoying. I was enjoying every time that guy melts and disappears and just being shredded it's like a big gift to to know the bad side of yourself right so there is still a bad side but now i believe in that spiritual scale don't let it tip over is it a, yeah don't let it tip over the Don't let it tip over the to the dark side of you. Do you think a lot of it had to do with ego? 
having of course. that grand sense of self. Grandiosity you know? is one of the problems, but grandiosity as a feeling is a passing phase or a passing feeling. It's a feeling. Hmm. But entitlement and if you consider privilege is something that you have to have more than deserving it. It's like you're something looking for it and fighting for it. Mm-hmm. And I had that when I was very young and it took over my mind and it led eventually to the, you know, big downfall. Big downfall. Yeah. And we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I am, I don't know if you shared enough of your life in the UK. I've heard a few of the interviews, but I think I would like to just know... what life was like living there. I mean, I do know about all of your side hustles, you're riding the bike, um, but I don't know why you had to resort to these things. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This is Oman FM. And we're back. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening. Abdullah Ma'wali here. I'm with Ma'awiyah Rawahi. Thank you so much for joining me. So we're not going to assume that the people listening today know the full history and story. Because they don't have to. They don't have to. Yeah. But I, f- I do feel because we're tackling a lot of very deep intellectual ideas that require a lot of context, that we'll, we'll, from time to time I, I might have to stop you just to get a little bit of an idea of the context. So at the age of 25, um, you used to be a writer, you used to blog quite a bit, you, you still do. And uh, at the age of 25... You got shut down and you admit that 28, 27, 28. Yeah. And so you had to resort to leave and go to the UK. Am I correct in saying that? Well, there was a, a phase of <laughs> nothingness, nothingness from hero to zero, hmm. from a rising star to an infamous figure. Then overnight regret over one article, hmm. over one clash, over one self-destructive act. You know, if you, when you commit suicide, you die once and for all. So I thought that burning that guy was a solution in a moment. I went through the process, you know, I went into insanity. This is where the insanity started for eight years. Why you use so, suicide? Because was it because suicide implies self-inflicted? Yeah, it's it's a, like a poetic suicide. It's a suicide. I think it's yeah. It's a poetic suicide. It's but it wasn't exactly an in, a, a decision you made. It was an exterior factor that it, had to force you to kill that part of yourself. It was regret, mistakes, pressure, a lot of factors, uh, mental illness, yeah. uh, pride. grudge, uh, ego, and self-hate, self-hatred, I think they call Or it. Or self-loathing. Self-loathing, resentment. Uh, You're describing a lot of me, by the way. Uh, well, you know, we, the good thing about this interview that it's like it's going into like, it's that we are having coffee and getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah. And this is just an excuse. <laughs> So this is when you take absurdity <laughs> to the next level. Yes. I feel like the whole premise I, the, of two Omani men and the Ministry of Information talking in English on its own is absurd. 
Well, it's like that space where you have at least an expressive way with a lot of choices. Yeah? yeah. Okay. I like seeing it like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, a lot of choices. More choices. So, uh, so life snaps you into reality. It, uh, I, bro- I, I destroyed everything that I had. I lost my job. Hmm. I lost people's respect. This is where insanity started. And at that time, the drug factor, mm-hmm. addiction, and nothing. One, you know, I had six months of depression, you know, no shower, hmm. no friendships. Six months. Six months of depressions. I wake up, I call the guy of the building where I live, make me some eggs and tomato, I eat once a day, just stay there, writing, reading, doing nothing. And mm. pain was more than I can bear. Then I started to have episodes. Then again, back challenging the authority, being admitted forcefully. At what point did the move to the UK happen? At what point did after, it uh, After... F- After I got uh, a stem cell experience outside of Oman. Can you please elaborate on that? I, I got arrested in another country. Ah. And this time it was serious. Okay. So, sing, uh, sing, what do you call it? Solit- sol- Solitude? Solitary in Con- confinement. confinement. Yes, solitary confinement. Yeah. More than 100 days. Whoa. And nine months. And a long trial. I got acquitted eventually because I got one of my episodes there and the doctors witnessed it. So they cleared me of the, what do you call it? Uh, responsibility, criminal responsibility. I don't know. Okay, I'm not very familiar with the law terms. Like when you are not insane all the time, but ah. everyone knows that when you clash with a higher power that, you were actually out of your mind temporarily, so punishing you will not, I don't know, it's will a legal... Not serve any, much it, of a purpose? It's a legal issue. Okay. It, I don't want to say insane because it's a temporary insanity, mm-hmm. but um, by law, mm-hmm. I have to stabilize my mood. Right. And by law, I have to avoid... By law, like... If I'm aware that I'm inducing an episode, there is a mixed, mixed opinion. There are mixed opinions about how to deal with someone like that. Right, right. So here I get uh, a verdict. Here I get get out. Here, so it's 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 a very complicated life that I don't want to live. But yet, I already did. I already broke the red line. Mm-hmm. the biggest red line, the most reddest line. Mm-hmm. And in a country like Oman, you can survive that legally because after you do your thing with the legal establishment, mm. they don't consider you a personal uh, enemy. This is the law, you broke the law, mm. you finished your, you did your part. Uh, please don't come again and we wish you luck. Go back to the society. Mm. 
Come here. <laughs> I'm going to try to bring our conversation in a little bit more of a chronological order. Because I... This was yeah. 2013, 2014. I see. Okay. Okay, before England. Yes. So I had a lot of pain, regrets, started to be officially insane. Mm. Then God blessed me of spending one year and two months in another country. Mm-hmm. And I realized how serious is just writing. Mm-hmm. Because breaking the red line for me, it's, it's just words. Let me prove to you. It words will not harm anyone and they could harm you. Absolutely they can. So it took away all eight years of my life because I'm trying to prove a very stupid point. Words won't hurt a country. Yes, it could hurt me. It took me eight years to realize that the pain I felt was enough. Enough for what? It was more than my mistakes. Okay. It was more more than redemption. It was just self-killing slowly. So I got out of my drug addiction. I went outside. I went to Nepal. I started making candles. How long were you in Nepal? Uh, seven months. Nice. I had a candle lab there. No way. Yeah, and I had started to make... Like scented candles? Uh, scented, yeah, from bee wax. Uh, it, uh, scented ones were not the... In, in Nepal, I used to make a candle. Let me tell you, tell you something about candles. Please. Candles shouldn't melt. If you <laughs> bought candle that melts, realize that this is not a proper candle the perfect candle that a candle maker wishes for mm-hmm. is the perfectly burned candle you just find the safety pin there so i kept experimenting experimenting because candle is not the candle it's the thread mm. the, the wick the wick it's the wick of the candle so until i found the candle i i boil them in in in, in a certain temperature mm-hmm. i found the perfect After experimenting, it worked. Uh, it works for 60 hours. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, I used to give three choices, three weeks, one of them for inside. One of them, even if you run with it, it won't. Uh, mm. it, it, uh, and like drip. Yes. And it was like living a poem. Uh, I, the why, t- why, why did you do any of this? It, it is a funny story because full of coincidences. Uh, <laughs> I lived in a hotel. And I'm trying to contact that guy, you know, like crazy. Which guy? The hotel owner. Okay. So his name was Tulsi. Mm-hmm. Tulsi in his uh, culture is the god of light. My birthday is the day of celebrating the god Tulsi. <laughs> so he took it also as there is something related to what you call it? It's a sign. Yeah. yeah. Sign. It's like a sign. So I was wondering, he, he, he let me build, he let me make candles inside the hotel. And when I show you pictures, or I might, uh, I might give you some pictures if you put Absolutely. it on the screen. Okay. It, it's crazy. Like, why would you do that? And I thought this is my only explanation. And I made a candle lab. 
So people from the mountain were coming because it's uh, I used to sell them with uh, 150 dollar, 150 rupees. Okay. And they were so sold. like uh, 500 base to one real. Yeah, and oh. th- like I was competing with the price of the market because it's like a candle business is very weird because the 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 cost of moving a candle is more than the cost of making it. Okay. So if you are a home candle maker, mm. you will always compete with the market. Mm. You oh. are you are stronger than pottery barn. Okay. So you I can put uh, the, you can you can buy, buy a candle with $20 with a perfume worth of $3 in it. I can put a perfume of $5 and sell it with $10 and I still compete with the market. Mm. So I make a better candle, but if I started to moving it or to industrialize Log- logistically speaking. Yes, logistically, I like yeah. that word. Yeah. It looks a logistia. Yeah, a logistia, exactly. <laughs> so this was the a way, it was a very fun part, but when I tried... Oh, I don't understand why. Why Nepal? I already, why? I, I I don't know why Nepal, because I wanted, it was very difficult for me to concentrate and decide my big decisions under that pressure. But what was the draw about Nepal? Was it their, 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 their spirituality? It's very cheap. You know, because a lot of people you, find you, that you, appealing. You pay, you pay two dollars. Mm. You know, food is more expensive than the hotel. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Interesting. And I was living in a luxurious hotel. It cost five dollars a day. <laughs> wow! Nice. So, do you need to ask why Nepal again? Mm-mm. I mean, there are other options in Asia. Yeah, but I know. But yeah. uh, it was about looking for solitude. Mm-hmm. I spent, I, I had to install good internet, took my laptop, two laptops. But did you romanticize the idea of Nepal in any way? Because I know when people think of Nepal, when, there are certain ideas. When I went uh, to that other country, I was going to buy candle supplies. So you already went for the purpose yeah, of I candles. Yeah, I was making candles in Oman. I started to make good money. <laughs> you know, because it's, I was shocked how people like the idea of buying a candle made by a poet, an ex-blogger who burnt himself, <laughs> you know? There was a, like a lot of contexts, if it is a word, and a context. Like, context, yeah. Contexts. Huh. Yeah, I, how to pl- pr- pluralize it, I don't know, I know how. C- a context? I don't know, <laughs> context. I think it's just context. Yeah. yeah. So there are many streams of uh, one life mm. and I don't know. It's a, like gestalt, as they say. It, you know, it was the wholeness. Was it more... the absurdity of the whole visual? I don't know. There is like because it's a little absurd to me. It there is like uh, you know, it's like a radioactive being of you that you don't know about its influence. Hmm. So I was happy making money again, and uh, I went. I went here to find candle supplies. It's, was difficult to to be found mm. so i went to buy candle supplies and suddenly i find myself in my biggest crisis in my life came back while uh, you're in nepal the biggest yeah, crisis i came back the, now you will you know you'll you know, now you'll, now you will find the absurdity of life it was a big shock for me okay so i decided to medicate myself use the mood stabilizer, accept my diagnoses, <laughs> because there were many of them. 
and hmm. stabilize myself. Like SSRIs? Well, no, like don't put yourself in a way that you might be exploited or uh, or reckless. Ah, okay. So, but it was very hard to do it after that because like from the family point of view, you had enough. Don't write. And I don't blame them. Hmm. Uh we took you seriously and we discovered that you are not serious about anything. I said that. Yeah, we know, but we took you seriously. <laughs> I said that. Don't take me seriously. Yeah, but we took you seriously. It's your problem. So uh, uh, apparently telling people don't take me seriously won't help you, even if you are not serious about the things that you do. Yeah, I have a th- I have a couple of theories, but we'll get into you, that. You pay the okay. price. So yeah. after Nepal, I tried to come back to Oman. Then I realized um, I'm scared. From? From everything. From myself. I need some time out. Hmm. I did it in a stupid way. Like if I managed or planned well, I could go. I could go out and like find a job. I was I I used to proofread books, mm-hmm. and uh, one of Omani translators remembers me. I, I finished a book in one sitting with four hundred notes. Wow! And it's four hundred reals in sixteen hours. And that was scary to you? No, that was, but if if I thought it through. Mm. So when I went to England, uh, I said something. Uh, once I threatened someone in a YouTube video. Mm. I think I know what you're and referring it, to. And this threat was a crime. But it, it was supposed to be a joke. It was a, no. It oh, was yeah. It, it is, I didn't mean it. Of course. Uh, no, I will find you. I, I will kill you. One. Yeah. Can we say that? <laughs> I don't. I know. think a lot of people know Liam Neeson. I mean. I know. The, yeah. The, the, the I, actor. It, it, this was like a fine line between serious mm, and reckless. Okay. I've never. I don't know. It's it's a complicated story. Let's not. It's uh, okay. You will be censored a lot. I think. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Not Ain't me. nobody listening. Is the name okay. of the show for a reason? So until uh, somebody listens. So keeping the safe zone. Yeah. <laughs> Usually it's your job, but now apparently it's irony. <laughs> this is absurdity <laughs> to its, as its purest form. <laughs> so uh, <sighs> when I stepped into England, I took the decision of making it as. And a political asylum. Okay, I had, I, 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 this is where I met with the psychiatrists there. Mm. Stupid me, I said, I did that. I threatened my one of my doctors. Huh? So this was serious. This is not a man where people will call your family and is he like a reckless? Is he like a, a violent guy? They say no, no. Just, they will just take yeah. you for face value. Yeah, the, the, he's a big mouth, mm. uh, and uh, don't worry about him. And I never had uh, a violent incident in my life. Mm-hmm. So they recorded me as <laughs> dangerous patient. Wow. Then this is the irony. When I told the story of my life, mm-hmm. they considered me delusional. 
which part did they consider delusional? Like, um, um, uh, I'm a well-known blogger, mm-hmm. and oh, they don't, they didn't think that was real. They thought that the narrative itself wasn't convincing. I see, you know, and like, I had all those troubles, and I got targeted from another. Of course, that time when you're off your meds mm. using drugs. Mm-hmm. You won't sound as reasonable as I don't know. The, the, like I, I think it's like the God's way of telling me, "Don't take your health for granted." I see. So it was very difficult for me to find my meds, and I had no money to go to a private psychiatrist. The final meeting, I had to go through like a very ironic discussion. Like, so. Mm-hmm. You claim you have six books. Where are they? I said, uh, like, like, he said, so you're working in a court. How could that make you, like, working with the ruler of your country, the monarch? Mm-hmm. So I used to work in royal court affairs. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He took the word court. <laughs> <laughs> so I I couldn't explain to him that yeah I, I have thousands of humanities are working there and it's so like I'm not that special yeah it's it's <laughs> it's it's a normal thing to be said it's yeah. just the the the, the reality so but in the context of their culture now I can see yeah, why like, they like, they wouldn't believe you what what you you hey you delusional Twitter considering yourself targeted. This is paranoia. This is delusion. Oh, let's put him into an antipsychotic drug. Come mm. on, I need my mood stabilizers. I've been, I've used them before. It stabilized me, or they, uh, they, they stabilized me. Yeah. It's and or it, yeah, or it stabilized me. And okay, so let me go through your narrative. Mm-hmm. So you're a writer. Mm-hmm. You publish six books. One of them is sold out. Okay, where are your books? He said, I don't have a hard copy. I know that you say that. <laughs> the irony, you know? Uh-huh. It was, this was my punishment for getting all those meds and just not using them and eventually I'll throw them in the garbage. That it was the refuse of na'ma. Now I... I, I, I this the, is refuse, how, the refusal of blessings. Uh, the refuse of blessing. Mm. This is how I believe in it now. So I mm. said, okay, so you have a sold out book. Where did you, where, where is the money of that book? I said, no one in the Arab world makes money out of their books. <laughs> so I said, aha, so the problem is in the Arab world, not in you. <laughs> That's fair. Billah. That is fair. You know, like, I never felt strange غريب like yeah. I never felt like a stranger since that moment so I had to what, do it what is it about that moment that made you feel like a stranger this was the the moment that I had to go through depression episodes high episodes like I tell him I make a fool of myself mm. I'm, 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 I, I spend like 24 hours 24 hours in a live stream Yeah, is it 24 hours? I thought it was uh, 17 at one point. No, I did once 24. 
But mi- many minimum eight hours of co- continuous talking. You you can see. That's crazy. I just took a coffee. Yeah. You can see how I'm active. Yeah. Imagine if you are an addict yeah, with yeah. no meds. Uh-huh. So he said, "Well, do you do anything like the threat? Because this point was a serious thing. Right. This point that made me a very, very, very dangerous patient." According to them. According to them. Yeah. So this is where I started to love cycling. Before we get into that, and I would love to spend some time on that, but I'm trying to understand what shattered in that moment. That reality is not real. That you need to prove. The reality that you built in your head The reality, like when I stopped being delusional, I was treated as a delusional patient. Hmm. When I was out of my mind, dealing with the psychiatrists in a mental episode, I I, I stopped living inside my insanity. I got out of the skull boundaries. I started, I, I, I've tried very hard to relive the life, the reality. And then in the moment that I try to go back to the reality, the only <laughs> logical path to reality to control the beast, mm. to tame that unquiet mind, yeah. is you're delusional like you should have antipsychotic. And what does that do to your sense of self? Uh, because this you, is you've where been building this is, that sense of th- self this, this whole is time. this is where the change happened gradually mm. i focused i had episodes then i i started to stabilize myself using sport yeah so if you want to consume uh, a mental episode you'll be an obsessive athlete I don't look that way now, but there with the canal routes. So I bought a bike, my asylum got accepted and not for a political reason, actually because I have uh, a medical history of self-harming. I see. So you will automatically be considered under the protection for humane reason. I see. A lot of people think that I stayed there for a political reason. I built case. a political file, but when I got accepted, my asylum got accepted for humanitarian reasons. I see. Okay. So it's definitely not a known fact. Yeah, it's not no. a known fact. Yeah. And I've also I've like people tell me about my life and try to convince me about it, but I'm not convinced, <laughs> you know. So So you got into cycling. How did that come about? First I had to go the sh- before cycling. Mm. I had to go through the shock of freedom. I can say whatever I want. This is while you're in the UK. Yes. Yeah. I started with the foul language, mm-hmm. like the the Woo-hoo! the shame. Yeah, the shameful <laughs> way of hatred. Mm. I consumed that hatred. Then I realized. Let's be logical again. So I said everything that I wanted. Now I realize. The stand-up comedian came out. This is the thing that I want to do. 
that came out at that time. So I went into the open mic nights, started to use some of my material. Really? Yeah. How was that? I cannot say the jokes here. You don't, you don't impo- have to say uh, the it's jokes. It's impossible. It's But a- you did say them in English. Yes, of course. <laughs> And it's more acceptable. Who in- was your inspiration at that time? Well, it's a mixture of uh, comedians. Mm. I'm a big, big fan of David Strassman. I don't know much about him. He's a ventriloquist. He's okay. not that big fame, but I like him a lot. Did you use uh, dummies or puppets? Or? No, I had a, a puppet, but I, I'm not I'm not good in ventriloquism. Okay. And he's, uh, he's called the orange guy. Your, your puppet? Yeah, yeah, and he's famous okay. in some of the viral videos. Not to be confused with the... Ex uh, president, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the comedian of the United States. Okay, yeah. So uh, I hope he gets his Twitter back. Twitter uh, back. Honestly, I hope so as well. Even though I disagree with a lot of things, of but I don't course. think that's, I don't think that's healthy. He was a he was a big loss to comedy in the whole world. I g- <laughs> so anyhow, uh, yes. I had to go through this existential. Existential. Existential yeah. uh, shocks, one by one. But existential in what sense? Like, what do I want? Oh my God, I have a choice. It's easier to live with no choices. Hmm. There is the fallacy of the, the idea of more choice equals more happiness. And a lot of studies have lately proved that wrong. in fact, yeah, absolutely wrong. wrong. You give someone 10, wrong. Yeah, you give someone 10 <laughs> items in a menu, they're more likely to... You stress them out. Yeah, they're, it's, they're much better off uh, having three items in a menu. Exactly. And right? this is used in business also. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I've, I've used it when I give uh, my customers more choices they get lost mm-hmm. ah sorry they uh, they get lost is it's it's not a, a bad thing to say no absolutely if it's you fine. said get lost that's that's bro. different yes yeah <laughs> so uh but can we pause at the comedy bit i'm so interested so i stopped yeah. all my political thing for some time and kept pursuing comedy comedy yeah. clubs mm. uh there was the issue of Uh, there was the issue of uh, money. Mm-hmm. So how would I stabilize my mood, mm. get money, cycle all the time, started to work as a deliverer. Very logical progression of thought. Yes. So since then I have tasted stability. taming the the wild horse my brain (coughs) (coughs) working as a deliverer listening to books poetry (coughs) finishing books how long did you for how long did you do that (coughs) they did it for three years three consecutive years The Working first as year, a delivery bicycle, yes, delivery guy, yes, for three years, for three years. And how are those? <coughs> well, it's okay. We can take a moment if you need to. The best years of my life, because <coughs> I, <coughs> because the it was an app. First year, first year, uh, <coughs> first year, I. I hope to break. <coughs> um, Rawia is making her way in <coughs> to get you some water right now. Rawia, you can come in. We're just going to continue this 
We're not gonna edit it out. Okay. You know, ain't nobody listening. I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ain't nobody watching. <laughs> ain't nobody watching. <laughs> hey everyone, don't listen. Cut, cut to him. Cut to him. Hey everyone, don't listen. Don't watch. For your oh, own sake. Wait, wait, wait. In the camera. This is the camera. Oh yeah. Hey everyone, don't listen. Don't watch. Maybe we can do that without El Bay. Okay. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna say the name of the brand. <laughs> hey everyone, don't listen. Don't watch. <clears throat> so, uh, thank you for the water. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Rawia. So the best years of your life, working as a delivery guy with your bicycle. Yes, I got my asylum and uh, as the system in England, you go to the council, hmm. you present your paper, you wait for a house. And if you took like a very far city of London and the big cities, you get it extremely fast. Hmm. I got a small apartment. I listed myself in the job center and the system there you look for a job or the system will look for a job for you. Okay. So started cycling my first bike because I stopped my meds. I lost weight. I started to feel like I started to think that I could live without them. Okay. Uh, I don't advise that to anyone. Not, Always consult your doctor. No, no, don't. Mm. don't be, like, don't do that. Uh, it's it's a big risk. Just ignore any of this is happening. And uh, cycling started to make 80 kilos a day. 80? 80 kilos. This is my record in the first year. So I used to make, like, I used to drive like 30 to 50. Okay. And I do it slowly. Then I lost weight. Then the winter came. Then I had to go that uh, hibernation. Mm. Then the next year, I broke the 100 kilos. In a day? Yeah, yeah, in, a, in one trip. Of course, it's not continuous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, with, a, and it, with a mountain bike. But you make decent money, a livable amount. For me, I had three trousers, that's enough. Yeah. And min I started to adapt into minimalism. Yeah, and just by force. <laughs> well, not that, not by force, no. Uh, I ad like, I adapted, I lied to myself a lot and I enjoyed it, you know, clear space. So I paid the rent, then I paid I paid the rent and... So it was enough to pay rent it was to enough. feed yourself? There, no, no, the minimum wage there is enough to live a mm. decent life. Although life is extremely expensive. In yeah, that's a big myth. About it. I lived in the UK. It was extremely expensive. Yeah, you lived in uh, a university area. Yeah, yeah, that's the capitalism. You lived in the ghetto. I lived. I lived in a very, very sub, sub, sub suburb, sub suburb, suburb, suburban, suburban. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it was no high, no, no skyscrapers, no. Neither did I, though. I mean, I guess which which city? In Bristol. Yeah, near the near a, a university. Yeah, it was relatively close. Yeah. yeah, relatively close. This is where everything gets. Mm. I, I, you can survive in one pound stores. You, there is a way to live. But okay. anyhow, um, was I wasn't looking to live the to relive my Omani life. Mm -hmm. You know, as privileged 
oil company oil uh, oil funded and we have yeah. like i can drive my car for fun here yeah 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 you know and you just go with your friend just burning gas and yeah. going it's the privilege that we have here yes to do that so i realized that only there but was there a full acceptance of the lack of privileges that you had there Did <laughs> yes you enjoy i enjoyed that? it especially that wow i'm not a celebrity anymore <laughs> no one cares <laughs> i i i i i can just cycle all the day mm-hmm. and i'm not the omani writer i'm not a writer at all i'm no one and that was a comforting idea that was because i'm since a young young age i was into fame mm. you know this is a lust you know if anyone acted that they don't like it they're lying You know, this is a lust. This is the eighth. It's sin. alluring. There's something like this very. Is, this is the eighth sin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Especially in today's world, that's for yeah. sure. Especially now. Yeah. Okay. So this is like uh, this is a normal. This is our humanity. So cycling, starting to flatline, hmm. mood wise. Uh, flatlining is a good thing in your case. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. instead of the sine wave yeah so after that i found my life the wow. life that i want to live now from a miserable addict in to a nice athlete i have 160 kilos i broke the one the century cyclist mm. we or they now we yeah that's your identification with yeah. being a we, cyclist we call it mm. the century when you break the metrics century 100 kilos and you break the mile century 160 and i, I had a i had a very good friend who's a cyclist uh his name is peter so shout big, out to peter if he's listening or watching big thanks to you my friend and i hope when i send you this interview that you remember those days mm. The only point that the only thing that I left is the substance abuse. It wasn't an abuse then, mm. but I wanted so much to be off drugs. Why was it affecting you already it, at that it, time? It 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 causes you to be very skeptic, paranoid, mm. and it affects me as a writer. It, it put it puts me into a bad mood a nihilist mood and i stop being logical like you, you, that skill of writing impartially you can't do it with drugs hmm. so from that happy life i uh, started youtube up and down up and down and this is all still while you're a cyclist delivering this is the third year the best year in england i see okay. stabilized yeah. started to work on my youtube my youtube channel got monetized nice. good money wow i'm a blogger i can cycle for fun mm. i can have two sources of income i became rich 400 pounds in my account <laughs> 
that's so, 200 uh, Omani, Omani reals, reals for context. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so 200 Omani reals. Mm. And I used to get like the job center uh, there, which is like the Ministry of Manpower, mm-hmm. uh, the, the equal of the Ministry of Manpower, used to get like 70 pounds a week, 35 Omani reals. Okay. It's heaven. I'm living in heaven. You really felt that way at that time. Well, because I was away, I could think clearly. Mm. Ish, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I um, felt alive. I don't. I didn't feel at that time that I'm a social phenomena, mm. or of, you know, a bruise in the. Omani blogging face or a story of a falling angel or a miserable story of a loved guy who became infamous. You're just a dude who's um, getting paid decently in your mind. Who's blogging. Blogging, listening to audiobooks all day and riding his bike. Yeah, and Al-Ma'arri, uh, Al-Ma'arri full, what do you call it? Diwan Al-Ma'arri. Like the f- Al-Amal Kamila, what do you call it? Uh, Talal, any chance you can translate this? Anyhow, it's a, he's a poet and I listen oh, okay, to the mind. eight hours of his full work. Hmm. So, then God has his way of putting you in... You realize what's meaning God's way. From that, I enlisted in a university, started, started studying psychology, I bought in that uh, summer we summer uh, leave. I bought a new bike. I was planning to uh, to be married there. Mm. Uh, I started to be like follow more of Islamic uh, teachings. Teachings. Yeah. And I said, let's do it the halal way. Mm. And I was looking for a wife. There, it's less complicated. Is it in the UK? Yeah, you just find someone, talk to them. Uh, right. It's you can do it like in a click, you know. Right, right. Marriage there is uh, marriage. There is uh, an individual decision. Yeah. So you don't have to go through that process. Yeah, uh, the very lengthy, and, yeah, in depth, yes, involved uh, the entire the investigation, <laughs> the, invest, the social investigation, and yeah. as any country with small population will, you will face the same thing from people from Bahrain, people from Qatar. If you would allow me, just one second. There you go. And this is like the narrative. I was there going th- out of internet. I was writing jokes most of my time. I nice. was interacting with people. I n- stopped using foul language and I was stabilized. Then, mm-hmm. Corona. Ah, interesting, 2020. Yes. I already... got my bike i was about to make a tour between the cities of england you know like 50 kilos 60 mm. a hotel mm-hmm. five 10 pounds hotel 
food which is mostly carbs pepsi right and when you are a cyclist you, just, you need carbs you enjoy yeah. carbs <laughs> right. you know? yeah. i enjoy it a lot yeah. so uh, from that plan to um, a letter from boris johnson to every house in england stay at home i lost it hmm So this is the the period that where I started to making those long live videos the the 17 hours the 20 hours 24 hours it was the most stressful period of my life what were you saying in those videos i was blabbering sometimes i say good things sometimes i just talk i play guitar mm. i play piano well let me just emphasize on a point mm. i learn how to play piano mm-hmm. guitars i hit the f chord okay nice. yeah i can say what they call you to you anyhow so i also it, understand I, that I, 2020 was also a massive year for yeah, you personally like, in many different ways it, it wasn't it, just covid it's all no it wasn't just covid yeah. it was the political like we are we were all scared that things won't go well after losing his late the yeah the late sultan yeah yeah the his majesty the late sultan So where was your head at that time? What was happening in your world? I I was struggling with my mental illness. Then I had money from YouTube hmm. and I met a psychiatrist and I told her my story mm-hmm. and I brought one of my family members And at that time, I made a good connection with the ambassador, hmm. Abdelaziz Al-Hanai. Thank you very much, my friend. His Excellency, my friend. Yes. So, stabilized medically, no cycling, and you are allowed to go out one hour a day. Did you use that one hour? Yes, of course, but I use it to shop and to buy martadella and to 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 use uh, to buy frozen uh, frozen fruit, frozen vegetables, frozen onions and used to live like the healthiest pos- life possible. Okay. Uh, so you are still even with the devastation of now you can't bike, you can't do the thing that you love. You still were taking care of yourself. Were you on your meds? Were you on Yeah, top but of I did a terrible thing. Mm. I went cold turkey. On what? Quitting all substance. Oh, I see. All at once. Yeah. So I had to go to go through withdrawals. Oh my god. That's the period where everyone now is making fun of the shouting, the angry mm. side of me. It was the with with the, the withdrawal, cold turkey, no medical supervision. So after that i think yeah i did that then i went to my meds what was the motivation to be no cycling i see like the beast is awakened but then this could take you two different ways you could either do what you did which is try to take care of yourself or you could have went the complete opposite direction yeah, okay. and increase your drug use yeah you know? 
try to do it with uh, curfew. <laughs> yeah. So that was a real element then. That yeah, it helped and it was painful, but interesting. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. So the transition of power helped, uh, happened, mm. then stabilized, went back to my sense, asked myself, do I want to stay here forever? For what? My mom, my nephews, my family, my friends, you know, who survived, that survived friendships. Mm -hmm. Will I be safe? And that day where I was happy with the lack of choices. Being desperate is very relieving. Relieving? Yeah, but I'm trying to figure out how or why. Because the choice wasn't in my hand. I was happy having to have, like having to go through this. Let's say not happy. I was accepting it. Okay. I was in peace with it. Right. So Also knowing that it it's out of your hand anyway. Exactly. I see. So when... Uh, the route or the path to going to Oman safely was there. I got that call. Can you tell me about that moment? I don't know if they will air it, but I'll say it anyhow. Oh, then let's not go no, into no, details. No, it's, I will say it. Okay. It's, it's public. I've said it, yeah. I've said it uh, in, uh, in Oman general TV. Yeah. In Oman, in another... Uh, I, I think it's allowed. It's a fact. Yeah. So the ambassador, the Oman ambassador... Who you've become close with at that he's, time? He's he's already like mm. a, a colleague of my father, yes. and he know he knew me since I was a, a little kid, kid. Yeah. and it's like a father to son relationship. Relationship, mm-hmm. and he called me. He said, "His Majesty asked about you, and he wondered, like, why why do you stay there?" So you know, it's like. Because my father worked with His Majesty Sultan Haytham bin Tariq, who I owe a lot. Mm. And I hope my life in Oman will be like a part of appreciation mm. toward that pardon. So he said, yeah, he asked about you. And he, he wondered, like, why are you staying there? So His Excellency said, like, Your Majesty, like... The, like the pardon or and in you know in, in, in a sultan's way he said well that's not an issue mm. you know that uh, protocols you know do you remember the day you were told the news the, it was like uh, I don't know April okay Uh, March Sure sure. The spring of Corona Yeah So I I got that call From the ambassador I Made some Calls I wrote a poem To his majesty I don't know what I don't know which Material I don't know I don't know how Hmm. So when the ambassador Called me He said If you want to go Back to Oman. 
New Life. Pardoned. Everything. I said, okay, what about my uh, freedom of speech? Like everyone. Okay, what about me being stopped from uh, public forums? What mm. about me not being interviewed? What about my career as a blogger and as a media guy? What about all of that? Like anyone else. Do I have to be arrested? No. From the airport to my house? Yes. <sighs> did you believe it right away? No. <laughs> How long did it take you? A year. To believe it? Yes. <laughs> A year? A year with zero encounter with uh, legal systems, with any sort of no one called me no one asked me what happened there <laughs> zero it's a royal pardon and i've realized it's it is a royal pardon then when the choice became in my hand i lost it okay. I, I, I i i lost it I, i i i don't know it's the the harshest the harshest six weeks of my life was when when i had the choice choice of choice of going back okay why the only thing you need to do is say it i want to come back a lot of people they don't realize that pardoning you is an individual thing it's your you know mm. it's one by one mm-hmm. it's not like bulk Yeah, it's not like... <laughs> yeah. uh, individual cases. Yeah, it's individual cases. Yeah. It's personal. Yeah. Because the crime is personal. Mm. And at that time, I broke a lot of... Like, it was a crime to say what I say there. Mm. And the legal system cannot... Not prosecute you. Yeah, they gotta do... They, they have to prosecute you. Prosecute yeah. you. Yeah. So... This barrier is off by the only person who has the power mm. to stop it. But what was stopping you? What was stopping from those six weeks that you being scared, paranoid, uh, Corona times, uh, no cycling, uh, uh, not that stable and. Only I've realized that I want to come back through a poem that I wrote. Mm. I've realized what I said only after some time of saying it. Mm. I made, after six weeks, I realized I will choose Oman. And I'll always choose Oman. Uh, most of refugees will stay for some years and get the passport and I couldn't waste one more month away. You know, my mom is getting old. I'm missing a lot. My nephews are growing up. I'm missing a lot. I've missed a lot. For what? I made the choice. Then go, uh, my father had to go to the process of an unconventional process. What do you call it? I don't know if it is an uncon. Yeah. An uncon- But how is it unconventional? Because it's a pardon. 
mm. and uh, it's, it's new- unconventional to everyone. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you have to follow the roots of all the troubles I made from the personal aspect, from the legal aspect, from the you know the other authorities. You know, something I always wondered was. You had to make a choice that you are for Oman and you want to be in Oman. And I heard you say this before. And I wonder what it is exactly. What was it that kept you so happy in the UK for a while? And what was it that changed later that made you feel like you you are part of this country and you want to be here? Uh, I think after I, I've realized that all I need is like three months and to say my part of the story. But with an unstable person, I kept struggling mm-hmm. just to contain my anger mm-hmm. and regrets and self-loathing and all my mixed emotional uh, state. I told the part of a story that I believe it's true. I don't know. Can I can I uh, suggest maybe this could be an idea? Because I thought that possibly... Again, you're a man of words. Your power, a lot of it comes in words. I mean, at least what we know of you publicly. And the UK doesn't care about your words. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, you 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 you, you know the importance mm. and the value of you and your words there in a very impartial mm. environment. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, like, what do I want? After six weeks of agony, I called him and I said, go for it. Do the procedure. It took some time. Then he called me. Congratulations. I went to London. Mm. I give uh, the, the the my oud, okay. my instrument, the mandolin. I, it's it's oud, oud, yeah. Oud to the embassy, embassy there mm. and I got my green passport, you know, temporary passport. Okay. And he said, Muawiyah, from this time you're pardoned, you have a new life. I went back and of course the clash stopped starting to hide all the material. What do you mean? Like, There were some online materials mm. that I shouldn't have. No one told me that, but I realized by logic that it's probably not good for you to have it yeah. up there. Yeah, and it's the end of the politicized, you know, absurd blogger. Just normal life. And something else that I wondered as the well. The funny thing mm. is when I changed my mind mm. after they started to give some break in the Corona think i i i would i would i assembled the bike of dreams where in oman or uk no, he, in the uk mm. with the hydraulic brakes and you know the air suspension and with the horns with the tools inside it nice. and with the with the flat proof uh, flat proof uh, tires and I called the ambassador, I told him, like, could I delay coming back from like for six weeks? <laughs> He said, why? Because, you know, <laughs> at that time, we had like one flight and then like... Uh, you want, wait a minute, you wanted to delay 
because you wanted to play with your bike. Uh, I I needed that. <laughs> I, I you wanted to delay your freedom. I I really loved that bike, you know, like it's I I had a dream, never had money and I needed that bike, you know, I and he said like in upset way he said bring it with you <laughs> yeah like i said will you bring it to me he said yes we are the embassy can we can we can we can did you did you did you take it with you did you bring it to Amman? yes and did you ride it when you got here yes i'm, I'm it, guessing it was summer but and i i i i broke the first 100 kilos here no man with that with that bike, bike. <laughs> and uh, i broke my shoulder What do you mean? This is when I came back to Oman, cycling again, mm. got married, working in the social media mm. and ads. Yeah. Making advertisement. Uh, I was going to break my mile century. Mm-hmm. 100 kilo- uh, kilometers. Yes. So at that time, I lost a lot of weight. Mm. I was fast. One moment, wrong moment, wrong decision. Mm. And this is where you have to take care of your automated responses. In what sense? I bought a new bike just to break this number. Number, very many. 100 mile 161 kilos so yeah. i was hoping to do 170 kilos okay and with, with that bike and my weight and it took like 10 days mm-hmm. break with just uh with pre-workouts everything and the new bike has that philosophy of swapped brakes So since childhood, this was mm. the rear brake. Right, right, right. This was the front brake. Uh, from the pavement to the a small hall was going to fall. Usually you just hold the back brake. The cycle will just go like this. And it's like a response, stored response, deep, deep into your mind. You hit the front brake. I hit the front brake, mm. fell. Yeah. I broke my shoulder. Welcome to a handicap. For how long? One year. Yo, this is holding. you just came back to Oman. Yes, like months. And your life is exciting, man. From a strong cyclist, from a strong cyclist, you know, Mm. like as an amateur, to someone who cannot, to someone, yeah, to someone who can't lift your hand up, cannot lift lift a small bottle of Mm. water. Mm. Mm. And what did that do to you? Depression again. But you're. In a new environment, you're in Oman. Yes, this is the so, part. Yeah. Like, I I kept like writing. Nothing happened. I I have, you know, it it it. I switched, you know, mm. switch again to the previous state that I used to do, and it wasn't that. It wasn't challenging. 
people were not afraid of me anymore. What do you mean afraid? If you have problems with law. Oh, I see. Because of the part and the... Yeah. So... You know, I, I'm very sorry for interrupting you now, but I just realized during the course of this conversation that we could easily be talking for five hours. And unfortunately, time is limited. So <laughs> I want to skip to a couple of other parts also. Okay. Um, I, I've, I'm curious about when you came back here to Oman. So we'll continue a little bit down this line, but I want to jump a few steps. We'll jump the bike. Um, did you feel a sense of fear in getting back into writing? Uh, not anymore, because I've built many layers of defenses. The medication, the off substances, mm. the family, like friends. But you felt safe. I felt safer. Mm. But yet I was still afraid of these small moments. But with time, it became... within the reasonable legal space. I'd say until today, uh, I guess for people who don't look too deeply, they might view you and your content and they would say, oh, he's still kind of controversial. And it's because you tackle topics Within that are... law. Yeah. Now, I have my own personal opinion on different matters that you tackle. I don't necessarily think you're controversial. I think you're you, you, you're a master of dancing on that line, which I said to you before. You know, the line that you're not supposed to cross. You're like, ah, oh, I see that line. I'm not going to cross it. But I'm going to acknowledge that that line exists. And I'm going to acknowledge that on one side of this line, there, are these, there, there was one extreme. And the other side of this line, there is the other extreme, right? And so you're dancing between those two. I don't clash with any legal authority. Mm -hmm. So I avoid talking about authority. Mm -hmm. And I don't condone or... But you tackle a lot of uh, societal matters. Exactly. This yeah. is the approach that I changed. It's mm -hmm. not... My approach is now social. Yeah. So it's it's based on a very, very, very simple philosophy. Mm -hmm. Those are my brothers, my people, my society. I wish good to them. I wish I wish them to well-being, the well-being of others. I'm an extreme individualist, mm -hmm. so I don't want to be absorbed into that mixture. Gr groupthink. Yes, in the groupthink. And I am excused now from everyone, so no, no one will pressure me to be there weapon or to be their replacement what drives you today um uh, i don't know just that ambiguity of you know ambiguous call like that call inside deeply deeply inside you that tells you keep writing for the sake of what Uh, maybe the psychological benefits, maybe for pleasure. Right. I enjoy writing. And also now it's like a part, it's my job. I have to keep those platforms uh, busy. I have to keep them I, active. I, I'm, I'm not convinced with that part of the argument. And I, I feel like you, you would also, in, in, uh, upon further inspection, would agree. It's not just to feed the beast, but... 
what is it about writing today that drives you? Is it an altruistic mission? Because you mentioned earlier, you care about society. I think... You care about people. Of course, but within reason. But I don't feel like that's also the full reason why you write. I Because I write into many streams. Uh, I write poetry, write uh, analytical pieces, I tweet, I blog. I, I spend hours a day just in front of the keyboard and this is the moment where I feel living. Now, mm. with outside world, I, this is the time that I have to go through. This is the duty. But there, that that is my life. Mm. That's that's where, like, I hope that I don't have to sleep, eat. Duty. D- now you feel a sense of duty. Yeah, with when I'm in a social moment. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like going to work. <laughs> it's like surviving that time, trying to behave as much as the nature of the business place compels you to do. Right. That. Yeah. When you when you say it like that, it makes it sound very transactional, and and I do have a sense that your intellectual pursuits are more than just transactional. Uh, yeah, I have I have a big aim. Mm-hmm. Okay, since you are investigating <laughs> with me in a very smart manner, the big aim is to institutionalize the institution okay to insu- institutionalize institutionalize it's a hard word yes yeah. uh, a lot of t's and i's <laughs> okay uh the public discourse after years of silent silence could you um e- elaborate on that a little at a phase of the omani modern history recent one mm. there was a big There, we had like a skeptic view toward what would the internet do to the internal affairs of Oman. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, what do you call it, orthodox? Sure, the orthodox uh, way of thinking. The, author, the orthodox way of thinking said, yeah. let's cut it from, let's stop it. Just, yeah, so now we are- Let's not have any discourse. Those days, now mm. Oman is- not Oman the country Oman the in Oman the language Oman the people who are writing and expressing their okay. thoughts okay. is going back into that right wing left wing uh, discussion mm-hmm. and I'm very happy that I believe that we are ready to in, in institutionalize yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you what you said uh, and raise it into a permanent platform or, or let me try to rephrase what you said we get to raise the ceiling of the kind of discussions that we have in the public we have to it's it's high already legally it's high i'm, I'm talking culturally Cult, it's high culturally okay but the thing is it happens in the wrong place hmm. in a timeline that's a big loss of thoughts and effort hmm. So it should be ha- happening maybe here mm. and in a religious institute. Neduation, 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 neduation. A conference or... Yeah, yeah. In, in conferences yeah. and in private sectors events Mm-mm. and 
asking uh, philosophers, thinkers, uh, critics, uh, people, we are ready to make this mm-hmm. institutionalize. Yes, <laughs> that's my job today. Yes, just to say that word. Yes, you're like the te- teleporter, <laughs> teleprompter, <laughs> tele teleprompter. Okay. Teleporter. I'll go to a different universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, a... Yes, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's a big wish. Anyhow, yeah, yeah it's I, not I a Freudian what... slip, but it is. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. You once mentioned, and I wonder if it's connected to this idea, that you believe uh, for culture now to elevate, we need to be putting more emphasis on theater. You're a big proponent of theater. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I always say theater is the answer. Why? I feel like be- it's very specific. It is because creativity won't last unless you make money out of it. But so why theater? Why not cinema? Uh, cinema is very not interactive it's not ah, that interactive okay but with theater we can see a, com- a comedy play then the next day there will be a poetry night mm. then an open mic night and if we mm. did it the right way monetized in a smart way mm. made it uh, made it Uh, and an alive ecosystem exactly. of exchange. Exchange not, of not just ideas, but we're also talking like material, money. Stop being a volunteer. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's, that's how you keep, uh, that's how you keep your skill hmm. and have the motive to go on and uh, you just sing draw whatever gift you have mm. whatever skill you have whatever talent you have whatever role you have it's a combined effort that will uh, create uh, a system and it's a safety net for all creative brains so that's why this is my biggest dream if we want this effort to stop happening in a timeline mm. It should happen in a place. Now it's time to materialize. So the idea is a real, a real space, away from the ether, like this. You know, this place. Not Twitter. Twitter is not a this space. Yeah, yeah. Everything we say here is documented. Mm-hmm. Well, ma- I hope everything. Yeah, everything okay. will be. Hopefully, except for the ridiculous, uh, too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, but I don't. I I, I hope that mm. you won't have to cut massive parts for because of the time. Um, no, actually, uh, we have another ten minutes to go before two hours. We we almost completed two hours. Yeah, before yes, two okay. hours. Okay, so let's sum it up. Sum it up. Uh, sum it up. It's crazy because I feel like we're literally not even fifty percent of where, like. The conversation. <laughs> would you would you come back if I invite you again? Of course, I enjoyed this. Yeah. And by the I, way, uh, I, I I never thought that I will I will speak live in English uh, in a reasonable understood way. You know. I feel like I understood you the whole way. I wonder if others. Like Rawia, what do you think? She's nodding her head. She's saying, "Yeah, yeah." It made it made sense. Everything like because. As often as maybe because you are a, a, you speak Arabic, you get what I try to translate. But maybe mm. for a native English speaker, he would like pick on my 
a choice of words but well, you anyhow, know you could, you, if you're listening to this you could let us know at omanfm.om just saying yes comment yeah. about that on instagram and send it to your friends <laughs> so yeah. uh I guess let's let's try to figure out how do we wrap up this conversation. I will wrap the, up this conversation yeah. as thank you for inviting me. Ah, before the thanks. No, yeah. we have ten minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Theater. <laughs> Theater. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, my dream is for creativity and skill-oriented jobs hmm. and helping jobs or what do you call it like. A technical technical jobs, jobs yeah. uh, like cameramen, and to start a creative movement that lasts, mm. and it starts from a place, mm. and someone has to take the risk. Someone has to monetize it. Someone has to build a theater. Yeah, and someone else has to run it. Yeah, equally between all. Uh, all mental tribes, or you mean like ideologies and ideas? Yes, like yeah. a day is like a religious day with yeah. someone who's talking about God and how you should follow mm. God, and it's just a place. It's not an ideology. It's not. It's just a place, and it's not holy. Exactly. Yeah. There is there is no one controlling mm. the the the. Uh, The narratives, perhaps? The, yeah, there is no narrative at all. Yeah. So if you're a rapper, you you just go there, book it, okay, to keep it running and sell tickets. If you made it, you made it. If you didn't make it, then you risked. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to come to the core of why this idea is something that you you've gravitated towards. Is it just the fact that we're living virtually and it's bad for us as humans? Is well, that is that the I core? I have a theory about that. Okay. Uh, we are making compensated uh-huh. institutions. Uh-huh. Uh Compensative, compensate. I don't know how. I'll try. I'll try to understand from the context. Like, like there is a. There is, there are so many missing institutions mm. related to creativity, mm. and because of our new rela- reality, we can uh, we can live them online virtually. Mm. So once they are ready, and once they are uh, mature, mm-hmm. then they could they could come back from that incubator mm. and make a relationship between the two worlds. Which is what? What's the, the non-material and the material? I see. Sorry, but it has to start from a very real material place. It has to start from why an impartial material place. Why material? Why? Why not all on Zoom? Why do you come here with a mic? Yeah, you get me. I mean, I would love to hear it from your own words. If if we had this in a in a in a YouTube mm. uh, in a YouTube channel, yeah, okay. There is a difference. Yeah. The, we we will feel this is the lovely challenge, you know, of of what you a jeweler. What what's the verb of jewelry maker? Oh, a jeweler. A jeweler. Yeah. Okay. This is the jeweler of the language. Uh-huh. This is how you create or expand the way of 
expressing how you think. This is how you create a safe language that keeps the meaning. This is how to uh, to make it a reality, a social reality. What is it about physical presence? Is it say because uh, is it body language? Body language is a big part of it. Is it it's, lack of hostility? Because people are very uh, hostile online. Exactly, yeah. and it's because interaction. Hmm. Because when we meet with our online opposer or yeah, in, sure, opposition, yeah. opposition, yeah, uh, the discussion is different. Yeah. It's not it's not nice. So it's <laughs> when we meet them face to face we we tend to be nicer. Yeah. So if we had this in every intellectual matter, philosophical matter, creative matter, uh social uh in if we had that in 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 all those aspects it's it's a we create a small cell hmm. which starts to evolve into a full organ then suddenly we will we'll have a new new thing we'll have new things to say like do you remember that play hmm. yes i've uh, i was there i bought a ticket i paid 10 reals for a front seat yeah yeah i, I watched it online recently it's hmm. published online why don't we have both well with that i think we're unfortunately coming to the end of our time i still have to go and put this in the system so that it comes out on time um what are you currently working on that you'd like people to know or to check out a novel i'm writing all the most of my time i'm writing i love to write that's where can people find the the writing yeah, that you want and them to find i'm having like a content making uh, small uh, enterprise what do you call it Inter- yeah sure enterprise yeah Uh, there is no French word for entrepreneur. Really? George W. Bush. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we were doing very well for the two hours, by the way. Do you want to say something to mess it all up in the end? Uh, yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's nice uh, to come back after all those years. I was in your place in 2006. How old were you? In 2006, I was 16 years old. Oh, okay. Good for you. Thanks for reminding me <laughs> for the second time in this it's one interview. It's actually the third. It's actually the third. So, <laughs> so uh, thank you for having me. I enjoyed this first experience of being interviewed in English, and I felt like my language gears are running in a different way. Mm. But it was a pleasant experience. Thank you for everyone who watched us uh, fully. Where, where can people find you? Really quickly. Huh? Where can people find you? Uh, in my uh, platforms, Twitter and uh, YouTube. Which is at? I don't know, Muawiya Rawahi something. Good luck, find it. Yeah, it's in English. Muawiya, M-U-A-W-I-A. Muawiya. That's the one. Flashbacks. In the UK? Exactly. Muawiya. Unpronounceable. Name full of vowels. Too many vowels, man. U A O. I like. I have all the screams in my name, so no <laughs> wonder how I became what I become or what I became. Anyhow, thank you very much, and thank you for your uh, skill 
Uh, you were such a, a very uh, you helped me a lot and I honestly thank you very much for accepting this invitation I uh, I've been hoping that this would happen and uh, I think my colleagues would attest on how excited I was that this was going to happen in fact I just want to also mention this before the end of the show I once said uh, to Talal um, who you heard from earlier uh, that one thing that makes me really sad is knowing and I'm not going to get into the reasons why I speak English way better than Arabic. I was I grew up that way and there's a whole historical reason why. But one thing that makes me really sad is when I see intellectuals or people even though you don't view yourself as that, but people having real intellectual conversations. It saddens me that I cannot I feel like I can't get involved in that level because of my language barrier. And when I was saying this to Talal, I had a few references in my mind of some of the people that I would like to talk to, but I feel like I couldn't because English is my primary language. And you are one of them. So thank you so much for saying yes to this interview. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, and I hope uh, uh, I hope you had fun. It was fun. With it was my stuttering. It was very absurd. This yeah. was one of the most exactly, absurd. Exactly, but anyhow... <laughs> We uh, I, we created a way of form- formulating thoughts yeah. with, <laughs> this is a new language. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank thank you, you very much. And I hope to see you again. I feel that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.